Hello and welcome to Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan. I am here with my co-host Josh. Unfortunately, we're down one tonight. Um, it Ethan got him. not able to be with us. Rona got him. The good old CV. I mean, and, give yeah. him credit. He avoided it for two plus years. And then it finally got yeah. to him. It finally got to him. I'm. Uh, he's doing well. But um, yeah. We're, yeah. we're without him tonight. Get better. So, e. yeah, get better. E. We'll uh, hopefully have him back for next week's episode with our wide receivers. Um, but for running backs, it's just me and Josh, the dynamic duo. We're going to be going over. Um, this is week two of our um, Statathon series, which we do every year, just going over. All of the uh, all of the stats from this previous year, uh, reviewing them, seeing you know, just looking at the numbers and seeing what we can see, and maybe some some predictions um, of what we can uh, look forward to next year, hopefully. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what we do. Uh, if you were if you tuned into our last podcast on quarterbacks. Uh, that we dropped last week, you'll kind of know the whole process. But if you didn't, go back, check it out, and continue this, or continue tuning in to this podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing this for the next couple of weeks, going over, like I said, next week, wide receivers. The week after, we're doing what, tight ends? Yep, tight ends. Yeah, tight ends. And then it should hit free agency by that point. Yep, yep, and then we'll be talking about free agency. So... Week two, running backs. All right. We got um, – I, I will tell you, putting in these yeah. stats for the running back position, I'm pretty shocked. <laughs> one, this is the one thing I was – I'm really sad that he can't be on this show because he had yeah. a preseason prediction that he hit mm-hmm. nail on the head for, and that was okay. 15 running backs going over 250 points for the season. All right. In total, 16 running backs hit 250 hey. points total. So, E, you deserve a pat on the bat, uh, pat on the back. <laughs> Let's not go there. Pat on the back for uh, getting that prediction correct. Um, but yeah. dang, I would say from the get go that uh, last year we had a clear number one in Jonathan Taylor, and it was then everyone else. And I would say, without a doubt, I think the running back position was so much better compared uh, to last year. Yeah, it wasn't so like they, like you said, you know, there was one and then everybody else. There was some front runners throughout the year, but some surged more than others in certain times, you know, like near the end of the year, CMC just like took off when he got traded. Yeah, he started was... doing really well. So, and even uh, even Eckler, uh, yeah. when after wh- whatever happened in the beginning of the year, and then kind of just taking the the reins from there. So, Ryan, I actually kind of want to do something a little bit different. We didn't do this with quarterbacks, so I think with running backs we could um, definitely do this. So, I'm All gonna right. we're gonna play a game called Would You Rather, and I'm gonna give you uh, two players consistency grade and their average points per game. And I want you to tell, tell me which one you go with. 
Okay. So. Okay. Wait. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to give you two players. I'm going to give you their average points per game and their consistency grade. And then you're going to pick which one you would rather have. Okay. Go ahead. Shoot. All righty. So let's start with this. Average points per game for player A is 24.74 points with a consistency grade of 94 versus 24.83 points per game for player B with a consistency grade of 88. Now, who would you pick? I mean, I'd pick the 94 consistency grade. Well, you, sir, have chosen very quickly RB2 over RB1. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, that's just, I like like consistency over anything else. Yeah, so that was the one thing I was surprised about. It was Austin Eckler's lowest point total game this year was 10 points. So even as worst, didn't necessarily kill you. Uh, but with McCaffrey, I definitely think the trade definitely imp- probably impacted these numbers. But they were – Oh, for I, sure. I, it's a two-point difference between both of them. And it, honestly, I would even go as to say it's really 1A, 1B at the top of that rather than a 1 and a 2. Yeah. I'd I'd say so. I'd say so. And you know, looking at this, we, we have a surprising number three. Yes. That could could with more receiving work have easily been number one. Very easily been number one. Easily. And I'm pretty sure he led the he, he is, led yeah. the team he led, uh, this, led actually the league in Russia. The league. Yeah. So our number three is Josh Jacobs. You know, uh, he's yeah. he's only what eight eight points from number one? Yeah, he's eight points from the number one spot. So That's like crazy. Yeah. Three running backs over four hundred is pretty ridiculous, to be honest with you. And and RB four being very close uh to that number as well. But yeah. average twenty four point three seven points with our consistency grade of one hundred. He literally for the most part, did enough to make you think he was going to hit 24 points every time this season, which I find to be absurd. And now we have to take into account our consistency rating. It it does not mean just because he got a 100 doesn't mean he was he hit, you know, 24 fantasy points 100% of the time. This is counting, you know, with our uh, our math is a little funky, but um, we rated him, including that 60-point game, almost a 61-point game. Yeah. So, you know, he, he got quite a, a consistency boost from that because you if you had him in your lineup for that game, it was almost impossible to lose that game, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, so. no, and if you were to – if you lost that game, then uh... – then you have Third, a crappy team. Yeah, you're you're the rest of your team stinks. Yeah. Um then you might actually, as well just put Josh Jacobs up and on a pedestal because sure. that he was your champion. Yeah. In the words of Melvin Gordon, I got carried, baby. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, really. um let's talk actually I want to give up a uh, let's let's go with another running back comparison here. I think this one's gonna be interesting. Player A. Fantasy points per game was 19.34 a game 
with a consistency score of 80 versus player B with 17 points per game on average with a consistency grade of 107. Now, Ryan, who would you take? See, I'm a I'm a consistency grade guy. So I would prefer I'd prefer consistency. But it also, you know, if they're injured for multiple games, then they're completely useless for those games. So how many games did they did they play all 17? Uh let's see. Player A played 15 and player B also played 15. Interesting. Hmm. Then I would go consistency. I would go consistency over that. So, alrighty. So you have chosen player A over... uh, No, you've chosen player B over player A. Player A is actually running back 11 for the season. And player B is running back 16 on the season. So you've actually chosen Kenneth Walker over Joe Mixon. See, but they were only 26 points total points only 26 points away from each other but i want to bring this up kenneth walker didn't start the year as the starter yeah so i personally for me even though there is a five spot difference i love having this consistency grade because to me this shows hey i'm looking more at kenneth walker even though he was rb16 and i mean i i think I think like the what the consistency grade shows is like, hey, he was he was always around that number. Now whether yep. he hit it or not, that's a different chance. That's a, that's a different like estimation. But I mean, I'm looking at some of the like this points here, and Joe, while Joe Mixon did have the highest point total of any running back this season at one point. Uh, he also which was struggled though. Yeah, he struggled mightily. I I think that since that since the offense struggled mightily too. Uh, I think is they really struggled trying to figure out how to balance everything, how teams are going to uh, play them differently. Uh, mm. But overall, like that, that's I, I think the two comparisons I gave you here is how close the running back groups were this year. Um, so, I mean, let's go through all of them. We've already talked about a few of them. So in our RB1 tier, you have Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, one King Derrick Henry. Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Ramondre, Joe Mixon, and Jamal Williams. So, out of that RB tier list, I think you and I will both agree on which one who we expect to drop off the list. Yeah. Um, and I think his name starts with J, ends in W. Um, but I do want to talk about another person on this list and actually a person you said to be careful of during the nfl season and yep. that is one nicholas chubb well i i predicted it when when uh their quarterback came back what's his name oh my gosh deshaun Why? watson deshaun watson uh sorry guys i'm sick i've got fever brain um when deshaun watson came back i predicted that nick chubb would kind of drop off and I think from now on, honestly, I think he's going to struggle because they're not going to be solely a running offense. Now, they're, mm-hmm. they're still going to lean on, the, on Nick Chubb a lot, but I don't think they're going to do it as much and with the efficiency that they used to. 
So, you know, from weeks 13 through 17, he struggled to get 17 points. Yeah, massively Nick Chubb, struggled. That's, that's hard. And, you, I mean, even then, like after week eight, after their bye week, he only surpassed 17 points once, and that was to get 27 points. So, you know, he did great at the beginning of the season, but as soon as Deshaun Watson came in, he struggled. Now he's <laughs> still, I think he's still in the, the uh, running back two area, even a low-end running back one. But I don't think he's going to have a top 10 performance. Yeah, no, I definitely, I think he, he may sneak in RB12 next year, but I don't know top 10 running back again. And the only reason why I say that too is just because I do think Deshaun Watson and Nicholas Chubb both kind of ruin each other's momentum yeah, and their rhythm almost because now you can go both ways. And so that I think it does throw it a bit off there. Now, mm-hmm. the question I will ask, if you didn't know who player A or player B was, if you would you choose a 76% consistency grade at 21 points a game over a 107 consistency grade at 17 points a game? Because I think that's that's the big question there. Yeah. I See, but that's hard because he's only hitting 21, 76% of the time. So about 24% of the time, he's not even going to get that, that number. Yeah. When I can count at least on 17 points from Kenneth Walker. I I definitely think that consistency, especially when you go into the RB2 tier, is what's so important. But I also think this consistency grade is also giving us a key indicator on who to look for next year for the top five running back category. For real. For real. Um, So, I mean, let's I want to talk about uh, actually two running backs that I was really shocked about when going through these. Um, Dalvin Cook is one of them. And on top of that, Derrick Henry is the other one. I don't expect either of them to be up here by next year. Um, and the reason why, well, Derrick Henry just got new, um, we just learned news from Tennessee that mm-hmm. they have released both Robert Woods and Taylor Dewan, uh, the left tackle. And then Dalvin Cook. Is Dalvin Cook getting phased out? Do you like? Do you think as you I as the resident Vikings fan, is that I even possible? Know. Oh, I think I think it's one hundred percent possible. Um, in fact, there is there is a lot of push from Vikings fans. Like a lot of Vikings pages are saying, "Let him go." Like just just let him go. Pick up a running back in the draft. We still have Ty Chandler. If we choose to re-sign Madison, we re-sign Madison. I mean, that's he's pretty much a, a discount Dalvin Cook. And yet, Dalvin Cook did a lot this year, but we didn't rely on him as much as we did in previous seasons because of J.J., that whole J.J. Cousins connection there, and now getting Hawkinson and all of that. So, honestly, Dalvin Cook, could be phased out of this offense and he could by the end of this offseason be on another team potentially but i don't i just don't know if 
they're willing to give him up for the price that people will or that other teams will pay for. Yeah, I just I just want to think which team will trade for a running back this year because the draft class is so good. Yeah. Like that's my big question. I, I can do see, not know. I can see the Rams maybe trying to run it back, but I can see them uh, excuse me there. I can see them going after Madison over Cook because of the cap number. And he's he's younger, doesn't have yeah. as much mileage on him, but he's he's a proven he's a proven back. So I could see it. I could see them going after Madison. Um I just I don't I don't know. I wouldn't be as a as a Vikings fan, I love Cook. I love what he's been able to do for the Vikings over the last couple of years with the team. But I don't think he's worth having around anymore. You know, we still have to pay JJ. We, we yeah, need to sign him to this a, year. Yeah. And it's gonna be a big contract. So, you know, I think priorities are JJ because he is he is a generational talent. We need to sign him. And would, our defense is so bad. I mean, they got they need got to, Flores, so up. that's so yeah. that's the, and I think the pieces do fit a little bit better, but best believe like secondary is going to get looked yeah. at as and far as help goes. We're needing to clean a little house here. Oh, is um, the cap is the cap that bad? Yeah, I think it's like nice. 24, 24 mil over this year, and I think I think we're at least going to need to get rid of. I know Dalvin Tomlinson is not coming back. I know Patrick Peterson. They could still re-sign them, but they've voided their contracts. Okay, so the, so most likely so, they won't. Yeah. I, so and... Patrick Peter, at least Patrick Peterson and Dalvin Tomlinson have had voided contracts over the last week or two, I think. Which makes sense. Um, I think. I don't know. I don't know about Dalvin Cook. I I think I'm just really surprised because we, because honestly, how we talked about it during the season, he straight up disappeared at times, and then oh, yeah. middle of the season exploded, which kind of explains the uh, the consistency score being so high because he did have some pretty elite games. Yeah, part of I'm me surprised. thinks. Part yeah, I'm oh, very surprised at Dalvin Cook's numbers because I thought he'd be wow. RB two category. Exactly. I thought he would be in the the late teens, maybe maybe early teens, but for him being RB eight, I'm I'm actually surprised. So, yeah, and I I would say as of right now, I can I can see Dalvin Cook stink, and the only yeah. reason why is because if there's anything the Vikings struggled with last year, it was having a counterpunch. And I think yeah. you would want someone who's in the offense and and not have messed up continuity or chemistry yeah. to figure out what the counterpunch is and just kind of help uh, KOC a little bit. Um, would you would you be surprised? Sorry, speaking of running backs, and I brought this up in our little group chat before. Would you be surprised? Like completely jaw dropping, like shocked. If the Vikings pick up Bijan, no, not at all. Actually, uh, and there's another running back here I want to talk about mm-hmm. that might get Bijan first. Okay, okay. 
Uh, and so I'll I'll tease that in a little bit. Um, I mean, Rabondre Stevenson at RB10 is kind of surprising, even though he completely crushed your soul at the end of the year. Uh, but I think that's all. I think me. that's part of it because the Patriots just never had the passing game to really kind of match up with it. Uh, Jamal Williams, he is my biggest please avoid next year at all costs just because I don't think you'll see 17 touchdowns again. Um, no. Though, but great season from him. Um, let's go into the RB2 category. I mean, obviously, Tony. So actually, I mean, Tony Pollard, great season. I would he consider Tony fire. Pollard as an RB1 potentially next year. It depends on how the leg is, but. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Him at the seventh spot was great. We also saw the rise of the re- actually the return of Saquon Barkley being a top fantasy option, which being dominant, completely dominant consistency score of 94 while averaging 22 points a game, which was fantastic. Oh, and no. I then the funny thing is he did that with his highest point total being week one. Yeah. Yeah, really. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's... He, gonna, that, I mean, he got out of the gate being dominant and continued yeah. all throughout the year. And especially with no passing help. So that makes next year very interesting. Giants, pay that man. Um, yeah. I do want to bring up an interesting dilemma here. Um, Let's talk about Aaron Jones, and he'll be our last person to talk about in this RB1 category. Um. Consistency grade of 88, but average 17 points per game. And honestly, I think this consistency score lies because it he is. was as up and down as you can make it I, out to be, which definitely makes yeah. me want to consider changing our consistency grade a little bit just to kind of how how to kind of specify the, the up and yeah. down nature of it. But he just took a pay cut. Do you believe that that is the rise for A.J. Dillon? I don't think so. I don't think um, A.J. Dillon was featured enough this year to be considered a viable option next year. Because I thought A.J. Dillon would be phased into the starting role last year transition into the starting role this yeah this previous year and seeing none of that happen sorry did no you're good you're good oh okay sorry beyond my my computer froze oh yeah so seeing none of that happen it it really it frustrated the crap out of me as somebody who bought into aj dillon last year thinking that Aaron Jones would kind of be rolled back a little bit and then see him come back in full force and, you know, make a top yeah, 10. And we had this, and we had back. this debate during the yeah. season. It's like, how on, wh- wh- how do you feel about AJ Dillon? No one really had a clue. And it's so it was so it's, frustrating. It's for me. yeah, it's extremely frustrating. I know like you had this issue of because in trade talks with AJ Dillon, it's like I don't know yeah. whether he's gonna be good or not. Yeah. I and it and it just makes the pay cut situation all that weirder because mm-hmm. you're kind of saying he's out the door, but you don't give AJ Dillon the carries 
So does that mean there's another running back in the picture? Like what's going to happen here? You're you sh- honestly, I still think they messed up by not having both of them out on the field at the same time. I I really believe that 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 would have caused problems and, and it would have given at least at least not force your receivers out so early. Mm-hmm. Um, let, so let's go on to running back two category here. And that list is going to be Najee Harris, Miles Sanders, Leonard Fournette, Kenneth Walker, Alvin Kamara, Travis Etienne, James Conner, Raheem Mostert, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, and one Damian Pierce. Okay. Okay. Um a honorable mention for this. Um this running back to uh Reese Hall. Yes. Because yeah, technically let's... he had the numbers to warrant honestly yeah. to warrant a, a fringe RB one he... lock, but he didn't play enough games. I think Brees Hall's numbers are insane if you really look at it. Um, yeah. his lowest point total, if I'm not mistaken, was like ten point, like I don't, or seven points. I don't, um, fully remember off the top of my head, but it was, it was, it had a, it was not that bad of a floor, and then his highs were so high. The thirty-four point game, uh, thirty-four Let's point see. game. Yeah, he had ten points his first game. Yeah, so you're talking a 10-point floor, so he's not fully killing you. It stings, but it's not fully killing you like some of the other players here. <clears throat> Devin Singletary. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Brees Hall averaged 19 points a game. I I could see him being a fringe RB1 and being in the top 10 potentially by the end of next year if if he comes back strong and healthy. Now, I, I don't know because he is coming off of the leg injury. So uh, I think he'll still be in the early 20s, maybe late teens. I, I would year. go and say late teens because I think you'll get the volume. Unfortunately, yeah. I think you're going to have to wait, especially for you being the Brees Hall owner, is going to have to wait till uh, – year three to really see the fruits of your labors with uh with Brees Hall as the top dog in that running back room. Yeah. I, I and do I'm th- I'm looking yeah. forward to it though. <laughs> oh yeah. I, and I think based on his stats here, Michael Carter, uh, we have him listed as running back 42 on the year. In 16 games scored 147 points. In seven games, Brees Hall scored 137. If that doesn't tell yeah. you the, abs- the uh, not absurdity, but like there is a there is a level between Michael yes. Carter and Brees Hall, without a doubt. And it was For about sure. a 10 point difference per game, which is even crazier to imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about Damian Pierce because his consistency grade is pretty high. However, he definitely killed you a couple weeks uh, for a few weeks, and then didn't really play all that much on uh, during the pl- the playoff run. So, uh, I would the only reason I bring this up is that I would give a lot of pause to Damian Pierce next year because I think if anything, th- what this year has showed is that he may not be able to carry a full workload. 
which would mean getting someone else to kind of eat into those reps. And that terrifies me. And I, yeah, I don't think he'll be able to keep that up, keep up what he did last year. Because he struggled. He struggled a lot. And he's not even a thousand yard rusher. And he played, uh, he only played 13 games though. But he still, he struggled. So I, I honestly think they they could bring in somebody from this draft to help him out, at least at the very least for passing downs, and keep yeah, him the... keep him as a uh not a workhorse a you know short yardage punch it in guy yeah so I, it may get to the point where he may be more touchdown dependent and I yeah. don't know whether I want to play that game with David I mean he was touchdown dependent this year. He he so, was funny. He only scored four touch. He only scored five total touchdowns this year, and that was his downside. Yep. So, um, I mean, let's see who else in this. I um, think. Oh, I was gonna say I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to add in one. Did you say Isaiah Pacheco? I have not, but do you think he's running back to uh territory? I next think year? he's low end RB two because he's he's was fairly consistent when he was out on the field playing and he was getting the reps like and I'm talking like 40% plus he was averaging 14 14 to 15 points a yeah. game yeah technically on our list we decent. have him averaging 11 points but but during his starting run it was definitely within yeah. the 14 to 16 range I think yeah. really right around where Damian Pierce is, where I can see Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Next year. Yep. I, um, I agree. I think this tier can be defined by people who will not be in this tier again. And yeah. I bring up Fournette, Kamara, especially. Um, I would even say Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Um, Raheem Mozart, uh, Potentially, and I think James Conner as well, since he's not in the Cliff scheme anymore. I, I think yeah. we're going to see a lot of turnover in this RB two category. I I believe so too. Um, I I have a question for you. How do you feel about Travis Etienne? Okay, so Travis Etienne, um, consistency score of ninety four, but he really kind of just caught fire later into the year. I think. Well, I oh, think we're thinking top 10 status. I, I think he's like late in that later stage, like seven to 10 range. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because Ramondre, I don't know what the, what's going to happen there. I think Aaron Jones takes a nosedive. Dalvin Cook, I think, could stay in RB2 category because I I do think there's a small sus- suspicion he stays. Tony Pollard, mm-hmm. unfortunately, will be out because I don't. he may not start the year healthy. Nick Chubb's probably going to be out of this list just because of uh, Deshaun Watson there, and Derrick Henry with all the turnover will be out. So I think yeah. that sneaks ETN. Kenneth Walker will th- go up in there. I also think Najee Harris may go back up into the top ten. I think so too. I think that that is a definite possibility. Him and JT. I yep. think which JT. For as mm-hmm. as bad as that year was, if you drafted him, um, he ended up being RB thirty four. He averaged in his eleven games seventeen points a game. Surprisingly, um, 
his consistency score is 100, but it's because when he played, he was the guy. Yeah. And now you're really hoping with Shane Steichen, who was a big architect of how they ran the ball at Philly, that they can get something going with uh, with Jonathan Taylor. And I, I think they can. It's just there's definitely going to have to be more pieces around him for sure. Um, I mean, let's kind of talk about who's going to be leaving this list, who we feel. Who's going to be dropping out of what, say, dropping out of the top 20? Let's yeah, let's go top 20. Let's go top 20, because I think Camara is an obvious one, because most likely a suspension is coming. I think Fournette for sure. I think David Montgomery has a good chance of leaving. Yep. Jamal Williams um, is not going to have the production, like you said. Mozart and Connor. Miles, Miles Sanders. Okay, how do we feel about Miles Sanders? Do you think he goes? He stays? I think he's he leaves. Where does and he that's go why I, I don't know. I don't. I I honestly don't know. But I the don't skin. think they want him around anymore. You know what would raise the alarm for fantasy? Is if he's RB two in Indy. Ooh, you know that would actually work out for him. I think it will. It, he'll never take hit. some of the weight off of JT. Yeah. If here's what I will say, and I'm willing to put my flag in the ground on this one. If Miles Sanders leaves Philly, you better be drafting Kenny Gainwell as high as you can. Yes. Uh. Well. I I would say I don't think I would say fourth round. If if that's the case, if they get rid of Miles Sanders, Philly is definitely one hundred percent going running back in the draft. They are going for a running back. And oh yeah, for sure. They, they would be a top. To. They would be a top candidate for Bijan. I, I don't think Bijan falls in them. Which actually, let's talk about I think that. They now. have a top. They have a top pick. Oh, oh, you're right. They do because they have the Saints. But I don't know have. if I don't know if Bijan would they would pick up Bijan that early though. No, I don't think so. But more importantly, I think they may look towards. Uh, I mean, corners a possibility like a Christian Gonzalez there, even with Bradbury and Slay. Um, I don't think linebacker that team is man. That team is really solid. If they wanted to go Bijan, they could. I could see them trading down at this point. Yeah. Unless you wanted to go tight end, but you already have Goddard, who's is still in his prime for at least three to four more years. Yeah. The only place I could think of is maybe going D end. But they have yeah because they are there. Yeah, they're losing their DN. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be older, and then uh, Chauncey Gardner, um, will be their slot guy, and then you'll just need probably a safety. Yeah, so they have the number ten pick. If they they have the, man, they have the number they've... ten pick, and then the the thirty thirtieth pick. Yeah. yeah, the thirtieth pick. Because there's not there's not a which one? Miami isn't isn't picking a first round. No, because they had it for, uh, forfeited yeah. because of the Brian Flores situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I could see them dropping Sanders and picking up. Uh, yeah, Bijan, and then just 
re- resetting the whole rookie contract because they have to be cheap somewhere. Because exactly. Hertz will be in the last year of his cube, uh, rookie deal. And yep, because and he was a second round pick, he doesn't have the fifth year option. So I definitely see that's a possibility where they may need to save some cap, honestly. That is a definite possibility. And yeah. it would be it would be wise for them to do that instead of forking out RB1 money to Miles Sanders when they don't yep. really I don't know if they believe and as, as good as Miles Sanders has been, I don't know if he, he would get RB1 money. So that's yeah. where I was like, Indy may be a good choice to stick with your familiarity. Yeah. But man, the, the Rams make sense. And there's a lot of other teams that make sense too. Um, I mean... Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to bring up a couple more names. Let's do it. Uh, let's talk... James Conner. Yep. I don't think uh, Conner is going to be... It, how many years are left on his contract? Um, he has two more, but I think he's technically a, a one more. But I don't, I don't oh. think it was that big of a contract. To me, okay. the issue in Arizona is I need to know who the offensive coordinator is, mm-hmm. and this is also knowing you're probably not going to have Kyler for the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, because he is. Yeah, he's coming off of the injury. Oh, that would that'll be rough. Yeah, that, um, another be... name. Raheem Mostert. I he... yeah no. No, so yeah. those are Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert were were two that are kind of big question marks for me. I have them on my team, and I'm tempted to give them away as a pair, but. That may be that. That's another potential landing spot for a big running back this year. To so, me, I mean that Miles Sanders makes sense over there, but he doesn't have any familiarity with the Shanahan coaching tree. So that's that's where I don't know. I mean, I think David Montgomery could be a possibility there, but I yeah. I also do think that Miami wants speed, speed, and more speed. Um, just because that's how McDaniel and all them love the running backs. So that's where it's I think Miles Sanders might be your best bet. Maybe. Potentially. Any, potentially. Potentially. Well, you know, that that's just a honestly, that's a wait and see, especially after the draft, see what actually what you know Miami who would be does. perfect. You know who you know who would be perfect for that scheme? What? Dalvin Cook. <laughs> see? Yeah. It's just does Miami even have enough draft picks left to make that? Though I do see maybe you go Jeff hey. Wilson and Raheem Mostert for Dalvin Cook. Well, I mean, I don't know if we if they do that, but they are looking for defensive talent. So they give up one of their corners for Dalvin Cook and maybe some a little bit of draft compensation. Uh I mean I actually would not be surprised since Brian Flores is the DC. He was literally with that team two, three years yep. ago. So that's very possible. Um, so I wanted to actually bring up the tease I brought up last, uh, literally a few minutes ago. And let's talk about Bijan. Yes. Yeah. Bijan. I think we need to talk about Detroit as a possible landing spot for Bijan Robinson. And that is, the only reason I say that, that is look at the Andre Swift stats. I could not be more shocked. 
Well, and there's been a lot of rumors that they're they're done with they're done with him. They're done with Swift. I think it's just they injury. Don't. He just misses too much, honestly. See, but I I heard it was it was just other things. Like yes, his on his injuries were an issue, but I also heard that you know it might not be just injuries. It may be a locker room issue, maybe other things. So. I don't know. There's just a lot of question marks, and this this has been we've been saying this yeah. this entire year that there's just a massive question mark covering DeAndre Swift. Yeah, and we don't know what's going on with him and the team. So, yeah, honestly, know. honestly, especially with Swift, he started off the year so good, gets hurt, and then everything changes from there. Yeah, like. This is where I want to tell people, especially Dynasty owners, for 14 games, DeAndre Swift didn't get, he got under 100 carries for the season. Yep. For a run-heavy team, under 100 carries. And I think that's why Jamal Williams had such a big role. So if they wanted to keep Swift, personally... They would be drafting Bijan Robinson, Bijan Robinson being the bell cow guy, and then uh then Swift is kind of your home run hitter. What I think what Detroit has mm-hmm. found out is that he, Swift can't be the home run hitter. I mean, no, Swift can't be the bell cow. He can be a home run hitter, but you you have to use him sparingly just to keep him around. And that's where we go. Yeah. And that and I think that's the unfortunate part. So that, Ryan, you came you came out with highway robbery. With how <laughs> how that has for devolved real, for one year, like if we look at um, his stats right now, and I'm just gonna read them off real quick: 99 carries for 542 yards, 5.747 yards a carry, not too shabby. Yep. But that's for 14 games. Yeah, and we're looking and, at, and this is this is this is the the trade that Josh is talking about. For those of you listening, I traded DeAndre Swift for. Naeem Hines, Tony Pollard, last year's number one overall pick, and a second round pick this year. Which that that first round pick became Brees Hall. So you so, so I you, got Tony Pollard and Brees Hall. So you got RB five and a would have been fringe RB one for a dude who main he will never hit RB one status. I feel pretty confident in saying Again, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll say oh, for no, career. No, he never I think has, for yeah. career, it might be this might be it, and then maybe a fringe RB two if things go well. But look, ninety nine carries. He had five touchdowns. He had seventy targets this year, which is not too bad. But that's honestly a surprise. Yeah, well, they had to use him somehow that didn't get him killed. So that's why I, I'm telling you. If I'm the Lions, you have the cap space. You have a lot of young players on the rookie contract. Do you swing for Josh Jacobs? Do you swing for Dalvin? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, probably not Dalvin Cook. I don't think the Vikings would be that crazy. Well, granted, TJ Hawkinson. Maybe. But do you swing for, I don't know, as we're, as we're, uh, as I'm looking through the list, like, I mean, Josh Jacobs is one that comes to mind. David Montgomery comes to mind as well. Yep. And 
or Bijan. Like that that's, that's really what it. Yeah, that's really what's going through my head right now. Is I definitely think there's gonna be another running back for the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Um David Montgomery so, is yeah. gonna be gone as I think will be gone as well. I personally see Carolina as a potential option. Um but see, I, I don't know. Because the head coach of Carolina just came out today and said he wanted Dante Foreman back. So Dante it's, Foreman it's, may still be the RB1 there. It's not year. so much. I mean, Dante Foreman, that's fine. Because I think, I mean, he's finally beating the Achilles curse, which that makes me happy. <laughs> um, My big issue is Juba Hubbard. And yeah, that's and yeah. that's where it's like, ooh, you do need to upgrade that. Whether that's a Ty J Spears um in the draft or you go and look at um Devin Singletary, honestly, because he's gonna be a free agent this year. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, yeah I mean David yeah, Montgomery could, could also be a possibility as well. Antonio Gibson, so he did fall off the face of the not the face of the earth, but he did drop 12 spots to the 22nd spot, which honestly, not as bad. This is where I'm really interested to see how Eric Bieniemy uses him in Washington. Largely because what ended up happening, which was really weird, while we were all abandoning ship and I was criticizing the heck out of Scott Turner, they used Brian Robinson as the bell cow as for your basic running plays. And then... They were able that for some reason that freed up Antonio Gibson to be used more as a complete weapon as he should have been. Now, as far as for me, my one question is why did it take another player to get to that point? But that's a, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but we now have at least evidence that Antonio Gibson can do both. He can. He and can. for and if the enemy is as good as we think he is. Dare I say Antonio Gibson's fringe RB1? Potentially. I don't think so. You don't think he goes to 12? Because I, I think 12 think is impossible. I, like, I, 12 would I be think, his best. Uh, yeah, I think that is having a fantastic year for him. But I don't think that's going to happen. You think he's going to be right around where he is right now? No, no, no. I think he's going to be higher up on the list. Maybe mid-20s. Uh, well, sorry, not mid-20s. Mid-teens? Yeah. But I, I don't think he's going to be much higher than this. Because I, I do see. think I that I do think that Brian Robinson is going to take those goal line and he's going to take more of the rushing work from Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, that that's the one thing where like I'm seeing Antonio Gibson 149 carries uh this year. That's a massive decrease from last year. But yeah. definitely an uptick 58 targets. So that's where that also gives me um just JD McKissick is yeah, is, is he on his way is out? Is he on his way out? And then let's see how the dynamic of Brian Robinson and uh and Antonio Gibson is it's very reminiscent of Pacheco and McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Speaking of McKinnon, that man was a beast this year. Oh, 
absolute I, so what i think what's hilarious is that i mean i think beast is okay to say because he literally won people championships but his stretch i mean his dominance was just in the playoffs so that's where he hit i yeah. mean that's where he hit 37 points that's why his consistency grade is actually really high but for the most part not that it was very down and up to where it's like I wouldn't trust that or try to use that as a barometer of things to come next year. Oh yeah, for for sure. And I don't think he's going to get used like he did last year. I think, I think other people are going to step in because he won a Super Bowl. I don't know if Jarek McKinnon is is going to be on that team. I don't know. He may have a little juice left in him, but I, I definitely think there may be a replacement coming for Kansas City. I'm just not sure who that mm-hmm. person will be. Um, I think we'd be remiss and just because Ethan's here doesn't mean our Falcons talk, uh, cease to exist either. Um, let's talk about Tyler Algier. He's the running back 28. I think he's going to suck next year. He's going to drop off the face of the map (laughs) and Tyler Algier who? No, that's just, that was just for Ethan. No, I think he's uh bust. I think he's gonna do pretty good. Yeah, he's not gonna bust. Um, I think he's gonna do well. Um, yes, he was a thousand yard rusher. As Ethan likes to point out, he was a thousand yard rusher. And I I just don't think there's no passing work for him. There was there was almost nothing to speak of. And that but and, I would also say with the passing work that that was more of a problem from uh, because of Mariota. Yeah. Well, I get that. I get that. And, you know, he he didn't re- he started out really being a tandem and then he emerged later on in the year. So I know that's like, you know, a late bit of a late start, but I I'm also concerned with touchdowns and you know, it, it may you get another quarterback in there, you may end up changing things obviously things change year to year and i think he will more than likely be another thousand yard rusher next year i i i think that's definitely in the cards for him but i don't know ethan seems to be touting him as the the next like savior for if there's any i would say though out of this list if there's anyone to completely shock the world it's going to be out here yeah and i I largely think that is because I think he will take the the reps away from Cordero Patterson. I think Atlanta mm-hmm. will have to find another person for that. Uh, yes. I mean, Cord- yeah, yeah, Cordero Patterson, I think, might be done. But with Algier, so you're going to have Kyle Pitts. We'll see what happens at wide receiver two. You have Drake London. If everyone is on the field at the same time, which unfortunately we've just not had that yet, and especially for Ethan's sake, but I definitely think they're going to rely on Algier quite a bit next year until mm-hmm. Ritter gets fully comfortable. They're a, they're a very young team, and very they young. have a lot of potential, a lot of potential. I just want to I want to see that on the field, and honestly, we just have not seen it with Mariota doing Mariota things last year. We we weren't able to see much of it. You know, I think he, like Ethan preached last year, I think he hindered a lot of the development of the team, keeping him out there. So 
once you get Pitts back, you know, you get London in full stride, you get Algier out there, you get Ritter, who may or may not be a, st- a superstar. That's still, we haven't seen hardly anything from him, but, you know, um, I think we, you see enough of a sample size. I think they could be a, a very good potential playoff team next year. Yeah. If, every, if the stars align with, for them, especially with the NFC South. Yeah. That's exactly. for sure. Um, man, I mean, I, there's really not many people I want to talk about after on this list. I mean, Brian Robinson will be in play. Cleo Herbert, I think for sure. If we uh, think Rash- Montgomery leaves oh. Rashad, Rashad White, White, definitely. This is the crazy thing I want to ask. Who was the best rookie running back this year? Oh my gosh. Oh, you know what? I'd, I'd have to say Kenneth Walker. I, yeah. Even though Kenneth Brees Hall was flashier, I definitely I think, think Kenneth yeah. Walker was the more surprising. If Brees Hall was healthy, he would have been number one. But since he got injured, he didn't get, you know, I don't, he didn't get the playing time that Kenneth Walker did out on that field. So Kenneth Walker is the, is the number one this year. Yeah. And I mean, we haven't even brought up, but. Say if Devin Singletary does leave Buffalo, James Cook gets very interesting. Yes. And I am so bummed that I cannot make a trade happen for James Cook. I I'll tried. be I'll be honest I with you. So I hard last year. as a as a dynasty owner, I am tempted right now. I am very tempted. Yeah. I just... really tried last year in the offseason. Um it was almost right after the draft. I talked with Tyler who for those listening, he's one of the guys in our league. But I talked with Tyler, and he was like, no, man, I think I'm going to hold on to him. He's got a lot of potential. And I'm like, I know. That's why I want him. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, I will trade If, I, if I'm right, doesn't Tyler have Camara? I think so. So, I mean, look, he may be seeing the, the writing on the wall when it comes to Camara. Yeah, he's also got Josh Jacobs, though. Also potentially writing on the wall. We have no idea at the moment. Yeah, that's why I got rid of it. So, yeah, I mean, Rashad uh, White's yeah. definitely one to look out for. Um, besides that, really nothing much at the bottom of the list. Besides J.K. Dobbins, I mean, he'll be one year removed uh, from the ACL injury. With Todd, with the Todd Monken offense, could be very interesting. Except there's that's all I really have to say because there's – I don't know what else to say about any Ravens player until this Lamar Jackson issue is resolved. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's just all a big question mark. Yeah. And apparently Lamar is asking for more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson's getting this year, which is already a record for the most guaranteed money in a single year. I'm not surprised so, that he's saying that, and it sounds like Lamar is willing to go down the Kirk Cousins route. Sir, that is a risky game to play, and we'll see if it works. I would love it to be resolved, but 
I think it's going to take another QB to sign a contract to see how, how his stance is affected. Because, say, I mean, yeah. the next QBs in line for a contract are Hertz, Herbert, Burrow. Well, and the, the free agency right now is Carr. Yep. And that's Carr it. Carr and potentially, potentially Aaron Rodgers. But yeah. I don't think he's going to sign a new contract. No, because, because Aaron Rodgers would have to get traded based on how that yeah. contract's uh, established. Uh, but even yeah. with Lamar, most likely it'll be a tag and trade. There's no, there's not a reality where I see the Ravens letting him go free. Yeah, because he's worth too much. Yeah, worth, abso- worth absolutely too much. Uh, and speaking of being worth too much, uh, let's. I want to go back to the running backs here, and I want to see who do you think changes teams because i think there's quite a few i kind of want to just go down and just kind of just rapid fire on the names out of the the top two running back tiers maybe the top two and a half who do you think changes teams um there's potential for dalvin cook there is miles sanders potentially leonard fournette i think he stays on for another year though yeah um, Kamara might get might be cut. I don't flat out cut. I don't know cut based on the contract. Maybe with uh, but with what he did, they might not want to touch him. They they so, might not, but it depends on what the suspension is. That uh, that will be the for sure yeah. thing. There uh, is James Connor. Yeah, I think Ezekiel Elliott stays in Dallas. He's the golden yeah. boy, and they well, they put out a press release like yesterday or the day before, saying he's still got a little juice left in him. So, well, it's because that contract's kind of screwed. Yeah. I don't know. I think they have to but, mess with the contract again to be able to trade for him this year, but I don't mm-hmm. think they'll do that. But um, potentially Swift and. Devin Singletary. I think those are the names. Yeah, I think those are the names. Now, out of those, now out of those teams, who would you be most excited to see go to a new team? Dalvin Cook. I am going to say Miles Sanders, just because we really. really it's because in a weird way we don't know who Miles Sanders is. Because he was good his his first yeah. year. Good his fourth year. Second and third were kind of marred by really odd stuff happening. Yeah. So I think he's the one that's like, ooh, based on potential, because I, I really don't know what we're dealing with. I would look towards Miles Sanders. Okay. Dalvin, I get, Dalvin I get Cook, I think, might be scheme specific. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be interesting. Be I would interesting t- seeing him go somewhere else. I will tell you the weird one. And I, there, I, I have no idea why I just thought about it. I wonder if Swift is a possibility to Kansas City if they need to replace Jarek McKinnon. Ooh. See, but if Swift goes there, I think he's going to take over Pacheco's job. If, if, if but, he shows off the flashiness and the skill that he did in, uh, in Detroit, then. There's there's def- a definite possibility. I mean, I would agree with you if I didn't see if I didn't let this man ruin my fantasy season two years in a row. 
with injuries. And that's where I think Pacheco is going to be. Um, definitely, I, I think Pacheco still stays at the top guy because I think they like him all that much. I um, think they like him, but I think he'll end up being a, a punch it in guy. Yeah, I, I think that thing is very possible. Um, so let's go out of here. Based on what you saw from last year, which rookie do you think will crack the top five first? Ooh, okay. It's kind of between three. Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, or... Well, oh yeah. You know what? Let's count Etienne because technically last year Brees was Hall. his first year. So... yeah. Yeah, because I would consider him. Because I mean, he didn't even get to play it down his first year. Yeah, this is this would be his rookie year. Yeah. I yeah, I see Etn. I think Kenneth Walker. No, actually, I'm not. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Et. I'm going to say Etn or Algier. Because I do see really? the. I see the. I see the the uh, positive regression for Algier when it comes to touchdowns. And if he gets, you don't think Brees Hall. Here's why I don't think Brees Hall. Brees Hall is the ACL, and if there's anything I've learned from Dobbins and Gus Edwards, is that it takes a full year from the injury before you get back. So Brees Hall would be a person I am super excited about in year three, rather than year two. So, okay, let me ask you this. Um, this is somebody who we haven't really talked about at all tonight. Um, Javante Williams. He's he's another on my. I am pretty nervous how that goes. Because depending on where the Broncos go with it, you know, they could keep. Um, what's his name? Latavius. Latavius? I I think they it's could very keep possible. Latavius there. As a filler, while actually, while he gets or while Javante gets healthy and gets actually, into a rhythm, I'll be honest with you. I think that's almost a given. I just thought about it. Yeah. Sean Payton. Yeah, the connection's there. I keep I keep uh, Latavius there for the moment. Granted, yeah. he may not survive a year. They do have Tyler Beatty uh, and a couple other people, but. Yeah, I think Latavius is definitely going to be noticeable next year, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, if if he's brought back on. Otherwise, David Montgomery makes sense? I, I don't know if they'll pick him up. Because I don't think they want to pay a contract for him. So Montgomery is the one that I think... Okay, actually, let, let's start off with this. Name the person who is going to get a a big free agent deal out of these running backs. Out of the running backs? Yeah, out of the running backs that we said is going to be on new teams. Who gets the biggest contract? Oh. Oh. Man, I don't know. Probably... Because the meat... Probably Miles Sanders. Because... I mean, Dalvin Cook is past his prime. He's not a young buck anymore. He's not gonna get he's not gonna get big money. He's gonna go there as a veteran, as a placeholder for somebody else 
that's coming in in a couple of years. So, I mean, Miles Sanders could get decent money, especially with what he did this year, and that he's proven he can be an RB1. To me, Josh Jacobs gets the most money, and I think Miles Sanders and Montgomery get the prove-it deals. I think so, but Miles Sanders could get decent money. Josh Jacobs is, um, I think he's going to stay with. Yeah, okay. uh, I think he's going to stay in Las Vegas. I don't think with with how he, without he how he like went through this year, and just said, "You want to get rid of me? You're you're gonna you're really like pretty much challenging them. Like you're really wanting to get rid of me. Like this is who I am. This is what I can do, and you want to get rid of me. And that was him saying, you know, I'm here, and I want to stay." And this is why. So I think I think he stays in Las Vegas. I think they're going to be willing to pay him. If he runs next year like he did this year, they'd be more than happy to pay him. Yep. Yep, but I definitely think I they think will. he's going to get a big contract. Yep. All right, I, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I definitely think Miles Sanders and Montgomery get the prove-it deals. And I also think J- I can see a James Conner trade happening, Lar- largely yeah. because I think Arizona would like to draft one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I think for there is a shot for Nick to get traded because Tampa is currently in a really bad cap situation. Um, and then I'm trying to think who else just on on the list. I I mean Swift for sure could be gone. I just don't know where. I I think Fournette stays. Um, see, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about it. I really think Fournette stays at least another year. Um, but I could see it. But I maybe don't think he sees RB2. the field a lot. Yeah, I, I don't think he sees the field a lot. I think Rashad um, is taking over. So All that's right. my two cents on that. Outside, okay, so that's essentially we're talk- uh, that was our free that was a small free agent little discussion there. Now, let's let's scrape the bottom of the barrel here. Name two running backs out of the top twenty four that will that will be be in the top twenty four by this time next year. That aren't in the top 24? That are not in the top 24 right now. That will be in the top 24 next year. JT. Solid lock on that one. And... Oh, this is difficult. It's very difficult. Algier. I think for sure, JT and Algier. Okay. I think... I think Foreman makes a peek into the top 24 if he continues as a starting running back in Carolina. Um, I think Latavius Murray might if it takes a while for Javante Javante to to come back. back. Um, I think Jeff Wilson might if he 
Jeff is plays like he used to, or like he did it at the beginning of his time in in uh, Miami. I definitely Pacheco think Pacheco might. Yep, Pacheco. See, this is it's just so hard because yeah. I'm going down this list and I see a lot of potential. This is the first time where and is where the reason why I bring this question up is that I think for the running back position, and to me, it's almost become the receiver position a little bit. You have to go past the top 24 to look yeah. at because you're going to find a really good talent probably through 40, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. See, but it's all, it's either really good talent with not much opportunity. Yeah. Or a lot of opportunity and not as much talent. So, yeah, that's like, true. you know, like Cordero Patterson. He's don't get me wrong, he's talented, but, but he has a lot of opportunity yeah. and he's he's getting up there. He's getting old. He's I I remember when he was a Viking, and that was like oh my gosh, Decades eight years ago. ago. It was almost a decade ago. And you know, he it was a whole different position from for him. But I I think you know he's got a lot of opportunity, but not as much talent. For that opportunity so like you said i think you see a lot of talent down here past 24 but maybe not the opportunity that you're looking for because yeah. that's that's also a big factor like they may be they may have a lot of skill but if they're not given the ball they're not going to do anything with exactly it. Like, like cook like james james cook heck of a lot of talent but he wasn't given the ball very much this year until near the end of the year. So, you know, a lot of talent, not a lot of opportunity. But hopefully he gets that opportunity this upcoming year. And speaking of James Cook, that's my answer to, to get up in the top 24. Okay. All I, right. it, because I think your answers are, re- are really good. Really good bets. Jonathan Taylor and Algier, definitely. If oh, I had to I go... Another one. What's your other one? Khalil Herbert. Ooh. See, I don't know what Chicago does. Chicago yeah. is the one team that I have no idea what to do. All I know <laughs> is Fields top five. And I would even say, and this is going to be for our wide receiver episode, but I think Chase Claypool's a name to look at. Potentially. But as Potentially. far as running backs, James Cook. J.K. Dobbins are my the first two that came to mind that were are not the expected yeah. ones, and then I would even throw. Uh, I I'm gonna throw A.J. Dillon in there. All right, and the only reason why is say you do say you move on from Rogers, right? That it that immediately shifts the balance between running the ball versus throwing. Yeah. But even then, I still think they, I think the Packers will readjust realizing they relied too much on the pass and relied on Rodgers too much. Because mm-hmm. I do think that's fair to say that Rodgers is one of the league's best quarterbacks. I still think you relied on him too much, and I think teams baited them into that. So yeah. that's where I really do think AJ Dillon's kind of their fix it situ uh fix it solution. Is just will they actually 
hit the button and say, all right, AJ Dillon, it's time to go, go get your three yards and continue the drive. Yeah. Man. So let's see. I mean, we talked about, we technically talked, talked about, I but mean, that's pretty much it. Kind of some sleepers. Uh, yeah. So any, is there any lock that you feel confident about right now? Yes. And who is it? Oh, I see. I want to say it. I want to say it, but I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx it. Um, I want to say Austin Eckler, but he's coming up into the last year, last guaranteed. What is it? Last yeah. guaranteed year of his contract. Yeah, it's the last guaranteed year. And I, I think he he produces, and in that offense. He does a real good job. Um, I don't think he's going to get 127 targets next year. Um, I'm happy just you... because I think they're going to uh, they're going to get a wide receiver in the draft. That is like number one for them. I'm so, so happy you brought up Austin Eckler yeah. because there's a actually that's something that. It kind of all hit me all at once as you're saying his name. So we had the throw the panic, throw the panic alarm with uh, Austin Eckler at the beginning of the year. Then week three changes everything. Yeah. However, it wasn't like his play on the field. It was just like, wait for it. He's going to be good. He was just being like he, he like he just wasn't playing. He wasn't getting the opportunity. And to me, that's a coaching thing. And that terrifies me more than the player not being good. Because then you can't just rely on volume play. You you just rely on the fact it's like, oh, this is bad. And it can't be done. So I think Eckler does fall down a bit. I think he's still top 10 because it's going to be, oh, hey, Austin Eckler's still really good. But he's one that I am nervous about. When it comes to next year. And it was why you and I talked about. It's like hey. Like let's try. Because Ethan's season was down the drain. It's like let's try again Eckler. (laughs) And then we all looked at contract details. And went oh I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. It would be a yeah. Yeah it would be something that I'm like. Okay this is a. If I'm going for the championship this year. I'm buying it to him. Yeah. Because he's he's a one year rental. Yeah, maybe two year. So, yeah, a, a definite one year rental, and so I'm very interested. And in, because the last thing we talk about, the new offensive coordinator, Kellen yeah. Moore, and I want to know how that factors. Does does he get 127 targets? Does he even get? See, five I goals? think, I think we should save that for when we get into our our new head. Our new coaches episode. We, we definitely should. And I mean, I I don't think we, we could definitely talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a lot to talk about with new new coaches. There's definitely a lot to talk about new coaches, but as far as the running backs, there's I think that's much. I think that's about it, my friend. Yeah. So so thank you all for listening in. Um, this is our second installment of our Statathon. Um, we're doing this for four weeks. 
where we go through quarterback, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, um, pretty much all the skill positions, and just go over stats. So thank you guys for sitting in for our running backs episode. Um, feel free to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and uh, follow us on all of our social media sites at uh, Last Place FP. That's Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all of them. We're all there. So just like and subscribe on here. And we'll see you guys next week. See you tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow, but see you next week. <laughs> see you tomorrow. I, I wish. <laughs> and always remember, Ethan, I got you. Sometimes you're right. And oh, sometimes God. you could be extra right, like Ryan. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, you got you gotta throw a remix in every now and then. <laughs> yeah, you, gotta right. comp- you gotta compliment your co-host sometime. Yeah. Have a good one, everybody, and we will see y'all very soon talking about wide receivers and uh we got a lot to talk about them, so we got a lot of studying up to do. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Y'all are jokers. <laughs>